Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We have almost our entire party except for our bard. Starting with our warlock. Hey, it's Cody playing Necro. Our druid. Hey, this is Clay playing uh, Crack. Our rogue. Hello, this is Elise playing Leonardo. Our fighter. Everyone, this is Nick Asnalos. And our Barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo playing Pahokwe. So, when we left off last week, our party was just arriving, or just about to arrive, to Halmarvis, the southern town of the Felwyn Forest, where is sort of sort of known for being a thieves' town. There's not really... It's kind of Wild West. No, no one really owns this place. Everyone just kind of, you know stays on their own turf and barters with each other to survive. Yeah. So any preparations for you all before you head into how Marvis proper? Uh, uh, no leader, you say, uh, <laughs> vote, uh, vote correct. <laughs> vote bird and vote often. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any, any preparations, I don't think. Okay. So, you guys, you know, sort of realize you've left the road and are actually apparently in the town already. I mean, there's there's buildings, there's, you know, infrastructure here, but there's no walls. There was no grand porticollis to bar your entry. It was uh, what seems to be like a completely unprotected town. I mean... There's even like a really, really small amount of people, considering how much, you know, residency there seems to be. Hmm. Look how inviting this place is. This is so much nicer than a lot of the other places we've been. I, well, I'm not going to hold my breath. Any minute now, some weird thing is going to melt in front of us. I hold my key finger protectively. <laughs> it's so, fine. We just know don't go grabbing eyes this time. It's, you know, we learned a lot. We have. We're better people now. <laughs> Who should we go talk to if there's uh, nobody really in charge? Well... Somebody might be in charge. Sort of. Uh, I vote we go to the bar. That works. Sure. In a place like this, we might find the guy who is in charge there. <laughs> well, are we still talking about finding somebody in charge? I just want to drink. <laughs> so That's you fine. guys find a public house. Uh, but it's boarded up. The door is boarded up. Oh, that's so sad. I, can, is, can I peek inside? Yes. Is, I mean, you can there, see there, there, there's light inside. Oh. You can easily see through one of the windows. Are, so there's light. Is, are there people there? Yeah. It seems like a somewhat normal tavern on the inside. I mean, you know... You think about the inside of a tavern, and you think, like, there's probably one shady guy in the corner. 
minded himself to his own beer. He's got a little bit of a huge cloak situation, maybe a big hat. Mm. Everyone in this place looks like that. (laughs) Can I knock on the boarded up door? You can. Okay. I hope the tavern is called the Shady Corner. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the tavern doesn't look like it has any nameplate to it. In fact, if it wasn't for the fact that Karak has a keen sense of smelling alcohol, you probably wouldn't even have figured that this is a public house at all. Jot that down in my imaginary notes. Birds have a good sense of smell. <laughs> Do I know of any? Anyway, I, know, I know that thieves' cant is some kind of like spoken gesture mix. Um, does any of that include like knocking? You know, is there any kind of special? The thing, like, about, the thing about thieves' cant is that it takes up the form of anything. That like, you know. It, it takes up the form of slang. It takes up the form of body language. It takes up the form of whatever it needs to. Whatever Thieves Can't needs to be, it it, it is. It's generally... It, and in the way that Thieves Can't is like that, it's also dialect-driven. You know, the, the, the way that the rogues of the great city of Yal, you know, talk about trade routes and, you know, who do we go and thieve from is completely different on how the bandit clans of... Betwence Yarda, you know, sort out what small village are we going to go knock over next? It, It's hard to say. Okay. Um, well, can I... I'm just going to go up and, like, knock on the door and um, try to make it... And I want to try to make it not sound like a, like, like, firm knock, like, you know, like a police or something, somebody, but more of a, like, low-key, kind of chill, like... I'm obviously supposed to be here, kind of knock. And uh, can I do a pers- I don't want to do performance, but can I do a persuasion with that? What are you attempting to persuade? That they should open the door for me. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and roll that. We have a plus five. Twenty-two. So, after Nalos knocks on the door rather civilly, mm-hmm. you sort of sidle up to the door and give a little bit more of an intricate performance. Um, and there's one person that sort of peers their face over towards one of the windows that Karak was looking through. And they kind of look at you all and look at each of you one very dedicatedly after the other. And then they sort of look at uh, Vala. Sorry, Nara. Damn it. Uh, And they sort of like tap on the window in a way that sort of mirrored how you knocked. And then they sort of throw their head to the right and disappear from frame. Hmm. I'm going to wait an appropriate amount of time to see if they come and open the door. They don't. But but instruments inside start to get loud. As if to drown out your knocking. 
I open the door. It's it's boarded shut. I open hard. Strength check. <laughs> yes, sir. Fourteen. Okay. You tug on the door very hard, and you pull so hard that one of the boards flies off. It flies off, and then it wraps around your upper arm and begins to tighten. Uh, take, take one point of piercing damage as the nails that it was using to sink into the uh, wall are now bitten into you almost like a viper. Uh, it's chanted. I discovered a thing, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be like that eyeball. It's going to take so long to cut off a whole arm. You will not. I'll, I'll get the saw. I want to try and tear it off of me. Okay, give me a strength check. Sorry, a strength saving throw. 17. You're, you're, you're practically clawing fibers of the board off, but it keeps tightening and tightening and tightening around your arm. Make a constitution saving throw. Nineteen. Okay. You feel something hot and burning enter your body from the bite that you're suffering from its nails. But you're able to keep your eyes open as you feel weariness suddenly strike you. Crack, you know about trees and, like, boards are made of trees. Well, how talk to it or something? Not, it's not quite. I can't, I can talk to animals. Uh, stop. <laughs> uh, well, you, um, hmm. Maybe, maybe you should just like punch it or something. Make another strength saving throw. <laughs> Eight, Eight. Okay. You take this one. Is the episode where our friend dies to a piece of wood. You take two points of bludgeoning damage from the constriction. Hmm. Are there uh, any keyholes in the door? No. In fact, if it wasn't for these two boards, that oh, I guess one board at this point, the door seems like it would probably f- fly right open. Well, how can we make a keyhole so I can stick my finger in it? I don't think that's how it works. Hold on. On a rage and flex out of it. Alright. Well, alright. <laughs> Make a strength saving throw. Uh, it's 21 with advantage when I'm raging. Right, so you just roll it twice. And take the better result. Twenty, yeah, it's uh, whatever I just said. Twenty-one. Looking at this number, yeah. 20. All right, so you're able to pry it off of you a little bit, and you can feel blood rush back into your arm for the first time in half a minute. And just as you're beginning to pull this thing off, you hear a. 
and a uh, somewhat old uh, looking you, you want to call him a half elf but you're unsure with long gray hair he favors a heavy walking cane that seems just as good for bashing someone's skull in as it does for holding him up but with those whistles the board flies off your arm and slams back into the frame bar- barding, uh, sorry, boarding the door back closed the this relatively modestly dressed old half elf walks towards your party, and you can almost feel the in the ground with his steps as the cane strikes the earth. And he goes, "So, seems you tried to break in through the front. There's always more than one way to get into a place, you know." Uh, I suppose you should have gone around back then. Well, you all seem to be quite new in town. I'm not so sure you would have found the entrance. Although, I believe your one friend was told about the entrance on the side, but you all didn't come. Hmm. Oh. Which one of you knew about the side entrance? As I flex my arm to get blood back in. Yep. He goes, never mind that. Come with me. I assume you all want to come in and pay to have a drink or even some food. Sure. He sort of turns about and goes around the corner that he came from. I'm going that way. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Follow well, that elf. You guys were only a few steps behind him, but when you turn the corner, you see him nowhere. In fact, the only thing that resembles him is, or, you know, that he was here at all, is the, uh, his, his sort of heavy walking cane. What? It's like on the ground? No, standing tall. I'm, I'm gonna touch it. Okay. I, it, I walk over to it. And it, it seems like a completely mundane, heavy oaken cylinder of wood that this person has crafted a handle into the top of. Again, I want the air around the cane, like what? where a person, I want to touch the air around the cane, like where a person would be if they were holding it. No, you don't see anything like that, but you do realize that as you're standing around where the cane is. The uh, your footfall set, like made a sound more than just walking on earth. What kind of sound? Almost as if you stepped onto something hollow. Uh, okay. I mean, can I? Is there nobody else around us? I mean, like members of the township. Uh, not really and those that are like are off doing their own business there's a couple of them none of them near you okay um I wanna say hey guys go cause a like short distraction while I wanna look at something is is that necessary we could all just stand around you I 
feel like that'll draw more attention, but go for it. Huddle. Uh, guys, just stand in the line and talk to each other. Um, okay, so I want to, you know, investigate whatever's making that hollow sound. Uh, you're standing on a hatch. Well, I want to open the hatch. You open the hatch, revealing a shallow um, stone stairwell that leads into what could only be described as like an underground tunnel. Cool. All right, let's start making our way down. Um, we're still going to disappear from the street, though, guys. Isn't that going to draw some kind of attention? Nah, it's fine. I'll just have Chesapeake sit on top of this spot. I, 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 I doubt that's a rare occurrence in this town. It's probably more odd that we're actually standing. Okay, yep, let's go. Down yeah, to yeah. the hole. I just got attacked by a killer board. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> so you guys make your way into this this tunnel. It, it upon you know being in it fully at this point, except like Pahoku, you probably have to lean down a little bit. Um, yeah. you realize this is actually like a fully furnished, like causeway. Uh, the floor is cobbled. The walls are masoned. There's even the occasional torch taunts to provide a um, you know moderate amount of light so you can see where you're going. And it only goes on for about twenty feet or so before you see a uh, ladder lead up to what you could perceive as another hatch. Let's climb this ladder. All right. So you guys easily walk across the hallway. There's not a problem in sight. And, uh, yeah, you can hear the inside of the tavern above the hatch. Tavern time. We'll go up. We've been invited. There's a clanking of wood on stone behind you all. Wood on stone. I just turn and yeah. look behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know if anyone wanted to like panic a spell out or anything. Um, <laughs> and bounding down the hallway as if animated itself is his walking cane. Oh. I'm gonna whistle like okay. he did to the board. Uh, it bounds down the hallway past the entire party, seemingly making great effort to not hit anybody. And then it stands completely vertical right underneath the hatch and then launches itself up to open the hatch and close the hatch behind it. Huh. To that closing of the hatch, you all can hear there's a cheer like, yay! Like someone expected just came home. <laughs> These people huh. seem so happy, guys. Yeah. It's like, there's really not a big problem here. This should be really easy. Go to the hatch. Okay. Open the hatch. Yeah, you guys go up the ladder, and as each one of you sort of come up the ladder and leave the hatch and find yourself in the tavern. 
there's an uproar of yeah and ah as you can see people watching you all arrive and seemingly losing or gaining money on bets based off of your guys' arrival. I bow spectacularly. There is a single whistle. But, uh, yeah, no, the inside of this place looks like a bar you've been in a dozen times before. Maybe a little more furnished, actually, than the average tavern. But there's plenty of places to sit. The place isn't exactly empty, but it's not bustling either. So there's a there's plenty of open seats at the bar or at tables. But you can see that old half-elf standing behind the bar, and he, you know, rests against his cane still, and waves gently as you all, you know, sort of find yourselves completely in the tavern. Uh, I would, I would like one drink, please. Uh, something strong. (laughs) Uh, yeah. A round of drinks is brought to you. And, uh, And it's only a silver for the beverage. Okay. Okay. I joined for that as soon as I stopped yawning. <laughs> he apologizes to you. Sorry about that, by the way. It's a deterrent from people that don't know, well, people that aren't welcome from coming in. It's fine. How I've arm wrestled worse. I'm sorry, what was that young one? Uh, well, how how do you get business if people don't know how to get in? Oh, I don't need the money of people I don't know. Huh. I'm interested in those, uh, you know, the, the under, or the, the way we got in. Is there any way that anybody has ever, you know, written down or mapped out where all of those hatches are? If someone could find all of the hatches like those in Halmarva, they'd be a wealthy man. Well, and perhaps not all, but, you know, as many as they know of, perhaps. I stand by what I've already said. Can I offer you anything? I guess drink, please. Same offer, silver for a drink. So, who, who's in charge of Helmarvis? No one. Well, I'm in charge of here, and if you go anywhere else, you'll find someone in charge of those places. But, no, there is no one person in charge of Helmarva. Hmm. It's a lot of signatures. Signatures? What do you need signatures for? Oh. Well, so we are here from the capital. Uh, there's the the guy in charge there, Chet. We kind of work for him, and we're supposed to go to all of the towns within the forest and get whoever's in charge to sign a contract saying that they will swear fealty and be loyal to the capital. 
and if they don't agree, then we're supposed to do what we need to to help them agree. As as you say the word capital for the first time, the uh-huh. entire tavern becomes silent. And everyone is very clearly listening to you. Ah, uh, shit. The but, um, barkeep sort of chimes in after you finish. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a mighty large request. You should find yourself in the center of town just as evening comes around. You'll have your best chance of being able to spread that kind of word around here. I'll uh, give you all another round on the house, and then I think it might be best you leave. Okay, well, thank you for the tip. We really appreciate it. He offers you up another round of drinks for free and, you know, doesn't seem aggressive or shitty and pretty quick after he starts pouring the round of drinks, everyone else sort of in the tavern gets back to their business, but there's a definite shift in the air of this place for you all. See, look, nobody's exploded into a weird, gross puddle of water. Yet, not. Not yet. Still plenty of time. Sometimes people not liking you can do just as much or more damage than gross things that stay on your fingers. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead with I don't think that's true, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's fine. We've been liked by most of the people that we've met, I think. Well, gonna, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and leave. Time to time to mosey. Yeah, I follow suit. All right. Mm-hmm. So you guys go the way you came and find yourself back on the street as quick as you can. <laughs> well, what uh, what time of day is it? Late afternoon. Okay, so we have a little bit of time. Um, All I wanted was a drink. Yeah, you got two. Let's see. Uh, are there any other noisy buildings nearby that we can go, like, take a look at? No. Okay. <laughs> well, then. Hmm. We could just go see what's in the middle of town now. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to scout out the area we're going to be going to later so we know exactly where. If we make a big enough nuisance of ourselves, I bet we can get people to come out to the middle of town now. That seems like a bad idea. You are boring. I would say polite, but... I guess that's another descriptor. 
I just fought a magic board. I really don't want to piss off the entire town. That's true. What if the whole houses are made of magic boards? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it could be. That could probably be bad. It's a good thing we have a champion house killer among us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These aren't made of brick. So what do you all actually do? Well, don't know where to go. We've got time to kill. Oh, I can read my book from Chet. <laughs> Unless you all have better ideas. Uh... So, like, are we drawing attention just by being outside in this town like we normally do? Or does it seem like there's really not that many people out about? Um, both. Um, okay. There are, there are people around, but they all, from before they seemed apathetic of your appearance. But now people are, like, treating you as social pariahs. Like, if you make eye contact with any of the denizens, they look away from you and hurry their step. Well, I'd like to make my way towards the town center. Well, hard to or, tell what the town center is, but you do find a large tiled circle that, just by looking at the pitch marks in the center of it, that bonfires are probably lit here with some regularity. Hmm. You can burn people at bonfires, guys. I don't like this place. Sure, they don't burn anyone here. But do you think we're just going to walk into their town, suggest that they swear fealty to a leader somewhere in a town like this, and then they'll burn us? At the... Yes. I take my pot off and start polishing it. <laughs> uh... God, in a town like this... find it hard to believe that there's no like league of thieves or powerful group or something like that hmm. I mean we could just go talk to everybody we see on the street usually well, when we just ask somebody where something is they at least take us somewhere not always where we need to go but we at least go somewhere <laughs> uh I want, I want to look around and locate like the the most suspicious cloaked like multi-level cloaked person <laughs> uh, that takes a surprisingly short amount of time yeah but again the moment that it's obvious that you're paying them attention they turn and start to walk away faster than they were already walking Oh, that's fine. I can catch up to him. I, <laughs> I, I run after them. 
Okay. Uh, seeing you chase him, he runs. He breaks into a run, and uh, you see him quaff a potion, and he immediately vanishes. Mm. I'm gonna pat Chesapeake on the head and be like, "Where'd he go, girl? Go find him." Uh, she follows his footprints. Uh huh. And then seems to lose track of him. Damn. So are they, are they? Hmm. What? Does where? Where does she lose track of him? Uh, around the edge of a building. Uh, I I knock on the building. Okay. Is, Nothing happens. Is it, is it solid? Yes. Um, I mean, I want to find somebody else uh, on the street to kind of ask and no, I, I want to find somebody on the street and say um, if we wanted to get word out um, to the entire town, who would be the quickest person to tell? Again, the moment you try and approach any of these people, they run from you. Uh, uh, fine. I, I'm gonna be invisible now. Then. Okay. I I don't I, need a potion to do that. I I invisible myself. Okay. And I, wanna... I try to sneak up on one person. Okay. Roll for stealth. Okay. Uh oh, nineteen. Alright, you're able to get within five feet of somebody. Uh, I would like to cast Charm on them. Okay. Charm person. What's the DC for that? Uh, let's see. Fifteen. And it's, what's that? Wisdom. Yeah, they fail. Okay. Well, casting a spell breaks my invisibility. Right. Anyway, but, uh... Hi, friend. <laughs> so, what what's charm person entail exactly? Okay, uh, let's see. Attempt to charm a humanoid. Uh, blah blah blah. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Mm. When the spell ends, it knows it was charmed by you. Uh, it ends if you try to harm it or do anything. Okay. It just so it just says uh, regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Yeah. So, what do you ask him? So, uh, what you been up to lately? Getting getting good uh, good leads. Oh, Some jobs leads on on what exactly? Not not much. I uh well, as you know, I'm a blacksmith's apprentice in town, so I really just handle what the blacksmith can't do with his time and simpler tasks that he could do if he wanted to. Ah, um, so uh, if you uh. Had any larger orders? Maybe some daggers or anything recently? Uh, weapons specifically? Yeah. Well, a lot of folks ask for, you know, crossbow and arrowheads for hunting and spear and spears for the same purpose. But uh, no, nothing, nothing terribly. I mean, the, the master blacksmith has constantly been working for the past couple months on a very fine blade. 
for one of the, well, I forget exactly who he is, but he's a rather wealthy man who comes to town every now and then. Uh, for an, for an outsider, for well, yeah, I mean, he's from here, but he's a traveling salesman and hmm. apparently has found, uh, well, someone in the capital who likes the master blacksmith's work, and so he has he brings orders from the capital to us, and well, the master blacksmith and I try and meet those demands as best as we can. Hmm. anyone else have anything they might want me to ask him? I'm not there. I'm polishing my pot. Polishing your pot. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would like you to come meet my friends. Oh. There's there's some great people. I, I know you're good people, but I've heard about the rest of your friends, that they're troublemakers. You guys really? were already told to wait in the middle of town if you wanted to spread your word, and, well, evening soon, so you'll have your chance. I suppose. Alright. I'll, uh... <laughs> can, uh... You don't have to come meet my friends. You can, oh, uh, thank go you, about thank your business. You. Will do. I have much to do. And he sort of yeah. trots along. Uh-huh. <sighs> Got nothing. Crack, you reappeared. <laughs> yeah. Talk to one of the citizens. Was he nice? Oh, he's a fine fellow. Blacksmith. Apprentice. Couldn't help me. Oh. That's unfortunate. Yep. But hey, you got one of them to talk to you. That's more than most of them have. Oh, he's not going to like me in uh, oh, maybe 45 minutes. He's not going to be he's not going to be very happy about it. Oh, duh. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but now I guess we just have to be patient and wait in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works. But hopefully I produce a thumb more. Uh, I guess I'll throw my pot back on my back since I've been polishing it all this time and accept that challenge. Strength saves. <laughs> Sixteen. What? Can't stop yawning. Um, seventeen. Okay. It's a close bout, but it goes in Bahoku's favor. Do Yaks even have thumbs? Yes! Yeah. Not Yaks, but like, Yak Folk. We're people, Nara. Boo. 
cattle for you to chastise. So it's quickly becoming evening. The sun is beginning to set. And mm -hmm. many of the buildings begin to have little oil lamps turn on on the outside. And, uh, and then you see in the distance, in every direction really, uh, dozens of people begin to leave their houses and buildings with torches. No, no visible weapons, but torches for light. And uh, in large mobs, they begin to coalesce around you all, seeming to listen to what you have to say. And uh, you recognize the tavern keeper amongst them. And he sort of steps forward a little bit and says, if you all stand upon the tile, well, how we conduct ourselves and how Marva is, every night we all come out and, and if anyone has anything that they'd like to announce or say to all of us, we give them the opportunity to speak. So you are not of us, but we ask you follow our ways. So stand on the tile and speak cleanly so we can all hear you. He sort of steps back into the crowd. Seems more than fair. Uh, Go ahead which and stand us? on the tile. It's, it's it. a massive circle. Like, it's like 50 foot I was wide. Say, I was under the impression we can all stand here. Yeah, easily. But... Okay. Uh, well, good evening, uh, people of Helmarvis. Uh, we, we come here with news from the, the capital of Felwyn Forest. Uh, we, we've been tasked by our employer, Chet, to present a contract to whoever's in charge of here uh, in an attempt to get you all to, to swear fealty and loyalty to the capital. Um, and if there's any concerns or anything we can do to, to help persuade you that this is beneficial to, to all of you, um, then we're, we're to do what we need to, to, to help sway your opinion. Um, are, are there any concerns? Would anybody like to, to look over the contract? I'll point to, to Nara. This a uh, murmur amongst the crowd, and then one of them, you hear them say, Make them raise the walker! Yes, the walker, of course! Yes, have them raise the walker. And that sort of begins to be the motion of the crowd, and then there's a silence as several people seem to calm everyone down. And uh, the same tavern keeper sort of seems to have a rapport with you all so he is sort of ushered forward by the crowd and he says well it seems that you all will be put to a trial of this town something that many have tried before to unify how Marvis there is a well I suppose the only way to show you is to show you and with that, he sort of stamps his left foot in a rhythm until everyone in the crowd is doing it. Mm -hmm. Everyone make deck saves. <clears throat> oh, neat. Oh, 
Did anyone get over a 20? I actually got a 21. Okay. Nope. I got a 20. Chesapeake got a 20. <laughs> what a good girl. I got a 2. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> so, Pahokwi and Necro got over 20? So you all realize what's about to happen. Uh, you see the dirt in the ri- around the ring of tile begin to break open and see two half circles of cage begin to shoot up to, in- to encapsulate you all in a dome of this cage. You two may take an action, but not a move action in response to that before it closes. Action, but not a move action. Hmm. If you got anything to do, Necro, go ahead while I'm thinking. I'm thinking too. It's my first thought was just like get the fuck out of the cage. I'll throw my pot at the whole crowd. I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna like make sure I've got good footing and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah I just took a badass move to like get ready for what's about to come. Okay. So, the cage slams shut, and you all are inside of a dome, basically, of of hard, wrought iron. And uh, then the entire tile floor moves down into the earth. And you all see that you're basically in a lift, you know? And you can see the walls are smooth and, and... like very well crafted, and like there are grooves that are in a like a corkscrew around the cylinder that you're going down in. So like the platform you're standing on is corkscrewing down. So you guys are sort of slowly spinning as you go down, and after you clear the after the top of the dome clears the ground level, a sheet of iron covers it, and you guys are in complete darkness. Um, this is Valhalla. Why are you gone? <laughs> I use my uh, my little glowy orb. Okay, your drift globe lights up the chamber, and you all see that you're still moving down, um, quite a ways actually. If you look up, you can you can you can no longer see the ground level anymore. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder where we're going. I wonder what's waiting for us. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. 
As you all reach the bottom, it takes a substantial amount of time, like several minutes. And when you reach there, the sort of rotating platform stops, the cage comes down, and you all can see you're in a rather spacious square chamber. Uh, there's several unlit braziers and cobwebbed torches and taunches that light the room or uh, that you know scatter around the room. Uh, but you see... On one side of the room, there is a sizable effigy of stone. It almost seems to be built into the wall. And it is some sort of humanoid, almost dwarfish in, lo- in look. And it is hold- it's sort of has its two stone arms forward holding a sizable basin with a little spout pointing towards itself. Uh, and then it has a concave where its heart should be. And a concave where its brain should be. Is there any liquid coming out of what it's holding? No, it's it's empty. Hmm. Uh, can can I light the braziers or are they? Yeah, like, you can light the braziers. Oh, okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna light the braziers then, okay. so it illuminates the room. Yep, you can see the room more clearly. Uh, upon further inspection, there seems to be a couple of doors. Each of the sides of this room, except for the one that has this effigy of stone, uh, have doorways. Sizable, 10-foot wide, 10-foot tall doorways uh, that seem to lead to other chambers, presumably. But you can see better now that this stone effigy that's bet basically it's part of the wall, um, has a sort of open mouth that perceivedly the basin could pour something into. Hmm. Hmm. Anybody want to sacrifice some water or some beer? And I look at Karak's beer jug. It's late in the day. I don't know how much is left. (laughs) (laughs) We have to wait till, uh, until tomorrow for that one. I mean, I have, I have two water skins. I can try to pour one into the the statue. This basin is massive. Like, it would probably take several gallons of water to even half fill it. Oh. Huh. You mean like a ten gallons? Maybe of water. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Hmm. Uh, can fill it up with 30 gallons of water. That's what create food and water does. <laughs> that would probably overfill it a little bit, but yeah. But then we'd have extra water. Well, we, we would also have 45 pounds of food. <laughs> That's a lot Cause, of food. Because it, it's a combo spell. And I can't go <laughs> How many eggs is that? <laughs> it's like a lot of eggs. Oh, it's like a lot of fucking eggs. Yeah. I didn't get to stay at the inn long enough to find out how many they had. I can hear you searching it. Alright, well, uh, create food and water then. Okay. And fill the basin Uh, with water? Yeah, I mean, I'll do my best to uh, put the water in the basin 
and not the food, but. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you easily overfill the basin, maybe even a time right. over. Uh, and as it's, once it's filled, the statue's arms lift, it lift the basin up to its lips and pours the water through the spout into its open mouth. But quickly, you can see uh, the water drain out of the brain indent and the heart indent. Rapidly drains out of the statue, and then as it lowers the basin, it spews the water with great force in a cone targeting the entire party. Everyone make deck saves. Or con saves. <laughs> con save? Yeah. Twelve. Okay. Fifteen. Uh, con save... Sixteen. Okay. Uh, also, because you all could hear me searching, uh, that would be roughly 360 eggs. For what? 45 pounds? Yeah. Okay. God, I would be bigger than the size of a bar. And Necro, what was your con save? Nine. Okay. Um, I think everyone except for Nalos failed. So, everyone take eight points of of bludgeoning damage as the water pushes you around back and proned. Now let's just take four damage and push back. Okay. And uh, you hear an echoing voice from the statue in in Dwarven. Um, I don't think any of us speak Dwarven. So we just hear a noise. Yep. We Does... hear words. Nice. So none of us. I thought somebody in our party had like comprehend language. Oh, yeah, Wallace has comprehend language. Ah, uh, damn it. Busy doing bard things. This this, this uh, statue uh, doesn't appear to be an animal or a plant, so I can't speak to it. It's at this point that from the water rushing around the room, you hear several bones clatter together. It's an interesting noise. Can't say I've heard that one in a while. I ready my glaive because. Well, you can tell that the sound is coming from a recently disturbed uh, skeleton in the corner. Oh. It seems to be some sort of dead person who was here before you all. He, his hand bones clutch a note. And he seems to be dressed in, you know, quite ragged at this point, but ragged adventurer's gear. How does this look like he died? There is no supremely visible markings on his skeleton to show you how he died. Can I take a look at the note? Yes. Can, can I loot his corpse? Is there money on it? There is nothing of value. Damn it. There's like, you know, a rusty mess kit. Um... Some a dried up inkwell, a couple pieces of parchment, uh, a musty tome, and as I said, everything he's wearing is beyond usefulness, including the saber on his side. I'm I'm gonna want to take a look at that tome 
afterwards. Okay. But uh, but first the note. Well, you read the note, readable. and it basically reads, To whom it may concern, I'm sorry that this message concerns you. You are very likely, much like me, to fall to starvation and dehydration. Ah. Nope. <laughs> right. I came to Halmarvis a few weeks ago because I heard of a great treasure buried underneath it and the reason that the town was made here. The people here seem to believe that there's some sort of uh, prophecy about the walker, they referred to it. Some sort of ancient being that dwells down here and if awoken would bring great prosperity to the people above and would lead them in all their endeavors. Mm. I've come down here to awaken this being myself for, well, if I wish I was a more pious man, I would say it was to do better by my fellows. But in reality, I wanted the gold. I wanted the glory and I wanted the recognition for saving Halmarvis from itself. But whoever reads this, I will be long past dead anyway. So there's no shame in admitting that I came here for self-betterment. And in, and in the end, like all, all people chasing it, found myself self-dead. That's a bummer. Well. Well, we could just make a lot of noise. I mean, it says to wake something up. We could open these doors. That too. Can, uh, can I take a peek at that tome since I was told I should read a lot of books? Yeah, you find it to be filled with musings of this sort of Martin Cortell character. Sure. Seems to be a Kay. diary of some sort. I'll, uh, I'll toss that in my backpack. We'll look it over later. Um, I want to look around the room. How many doors were three? One on each wall. Okay. Um, I want to walk over to the door nearest to me and see if I can open. As you approach it, there, you feel yourself sort of clumsily step onto a pressure plate, and the door opens. Huh. Ah. Oakley, you can magically open doors. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how magic it is, but maybe we should go down this doorway and see what we can find. Not, but, yeah, not yet. Let's try to open the other ones first. But um, do any of you guys have ink or anything? Mm. Um. I know that the, the body had a dried up thing of ink. Can I try to use some of the, you know, excess water that was created to, like, you know, get some kind of... Yeah, you can get some, some pretty thin ink. Not a lot, though. Okay, that's fine. I, I want to mark the doors. Um, just like a one, two, three. Okay. So that, a triangle. You know, claw. And like a... Cross with a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, what about like a squid? Like a little, like a little jellyfish. I mean, we could just turn the claw upside down. Right. Okay. Or just a one, two, three. <laughs> Sorry, we're making a Vermintide two joke. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, all right. You number. How do you number them? There's the two doors that are across from each other, and then there's the one that's across from the dwarven statue thing. Uh, do you guys think it matters? Mm, uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I like I spit in a circle and stick my finger out, and whichever one I'm closest to, I start on that one, and that one's the one, and then I go counterclockwise from there. All right, I'm just gonna make this choice for you because that's stupid. All right, so the if you're facing the effigy in the wall, the door to your left is one, the door to your right is two, and the door behind you is three. Okay. Okay. And let's say Pahokwi opened door number one. Can you repeat those uh, directions? If you were standing in the middle of the room, and you're looking at the dwarven effigy in the wall, the door to your left is number one, the door to your right is number two, and the door behind you is number three. Doodle that down on a sticky note. And if someone wanted to, like, open MS Paint and start, like, drawing the map as you guys discover that place, that'd be a really good idea. Oh, man. All right. So, what now? Uh, Pahokui is has open door number one, right? With the pressure plate? Correct. Yeah. I guess see if there's any other pressure plates for these other doors. I'll uh, I'll keep standing here. If I lift my foot off, I'm I'm gonna lift my foot off of it and see if the door closes. Yep. It does close. It does. Okay. I step back on it. Just yeah, the door it slides open. back open. I got a door number three. Okay. Is, is there anything? Is there any visual pressure plate on the ground? There is. Just one of the tiles of the floor is circular rather than square. And it sort of bumps like a little raised bump. Hmm. And door number two. Same. All right, Pahokui, stay there one second. I go through door number one. All right. 
as you walk through door number one, you see that there's another similar little circular pressure plate. And then you're in a somewhat spacious long hallway that quickly goes into complete darkness. Alright. I'm going to step on that pressure plate. The door to number one closes. Oh, wait. So he went through one, stepped on a pressure plate, and the door shut? Yes. I lift my foot off of the pressure plate on our side. The door opens. Okay. I have an idea. I'm not good enough at MS Paint for this nonsense. (laughs) I have an idea, guys. Graph paper. (laughs) That corpse in the corner of the room. Nalos, drag it to me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to apologize to said corpse as I do so. uh Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just be like, uh... Sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry, Uh... Mr. Cortell, but kind of need you to be over here and I'll just kind of move him along. Alright. Well, push a pressure plate? Yeah, once you get I'm about 20 pounds out. of the skeleton on there, the pressure plate depresses and closes I the I leave door. him there. Cool. I'll, <laughs> I'll stop stepping on my pressure plate. The door opens. Perfect. Let's leave him there and go forward. Yeah, that looks good, Echo. Um, Vala. Nara. Damn it. Nara. <laughs> Nara. One day you'll get her. One day. You've been doing really well for a while. Yeah. All right. Hallway into the darkness. Okay. Okay. Oh, he has a light. What door are we going into? Door one. Door one. Yeah. So I walk with my drift globe follow. Go down that hallway. Okay. Um. Make a deck save. <laughs> Son of a bitch! You just triggered the trap. Everybody? No, just Pahokwi because he's in front. Uh, 18. Alright, several spears jut out of holes in the walls, but you're able to get, step back and away. It's a trap! Huh. Hmm. Hmm. How high up like are those spears? Like are they are they still out? Yes. Or do they retreat? Yes. Okay. No, they did not retreat. Huh. So it doesn't look like we're going that. Can I grab one of the spears and pull it out of the wall? Uh no, because of angles. <laughs> so like the spears like cross each other, like there's there's holes on the ceiling, the floor, and the both walls. Mm-hmm. And when they jut out, it almost makes a wall of spear. Uh, into a snake. Turn into a snake and slither through. Or we can break them. Right. Like, can I just grab my trident and kind of smash them? Right. Just yeah. kind of start breaking these these yeah. spears. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're not 
they're, they're wood haft spears, so. Right. You're able to cut through them, as it were, after a few good hits. Okay. Well, maybe we should be a smidge more careful. Mm. Yeah, this uh, seems like a trap-filled place. Maybe, maybe we should. Uh... Nara, you're 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 good with traps, right? Maybe you should go first. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to keep going down this? Door, this hall, or check out the other ones in the room. Yeah, well, uh, we can, we we just keep, keep going this yeah, way. Just keep going. Okay. Um, I check for traps. Well, you just guys, you move at half speed. Is how this will work, and okay. Um, for each section, basically, uh, you can roll a perception check. Cool. Okay. Oh. So you guys go down a section of hallway further past the wall of spears. Uh, actually, as you guys pass the wall of spears, who's the last one to walk through? Uh, I'll go last since I'm a big, heavy, bumbling. Well, if you go last, the people in front won't be able to see because your drift globe follows you by oh, 20 yeah. feet. Uh, then I guess I'm going to be... I'll, I'll go last. Okay. Are you on Chesapeake? If she can fit? Yeah. Not fantastically, but yeah. Yeah. She'll just scuttle sideways. That's true. So, as you're the last one, one of Chesapeake's uh-huh. feet hits the pressure plate from the other side and another wall of spears appears from the same holes. Except these spears look fresh. Huh. That's weird. I don't want to be shish kebab, guys. Keep your eyes forward. Uh, I'll just, like, pat on Chesapeake and have her break those spears. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, just talk to her in Aquin and be like, you gotta watch your step a little better, girl. I imagine Aquin sounds like glub, glub, glub. <laughs> Bloop. That's racist. Is it, or is it like elementalists? No, elementalists are people that control the elements. Fair. You win this round, Logic. <laughs> All right. So, you guys go down another section of the hall. Make a perception check. Nat 20. Alright. You find three pressure plates. One ahead of you, and one on each of the walls. Yeah. Okay, guys. Apparently not even the walls are safe. So... Don't, like, drag your hands on the walls or, you know, touch anything. Hmm. I'd be a gentle ginger man. 
So, so this hallway leads to an end, and there's three pressure plates? No, no, no. It doesn't lead to an end. This is the next section of the hall. There's still much more hall ahead. Oh, okay, okay. I should have started my drawing in a different spot on this page. That's all right. That's fine. So there's three pressure plates. Yep. Do they look the same as the main hallway? Like, you know, there are the circles instead of the, the square tiles? Or do they look like um, like traps, like they're set in, supposed to be not noticed? Do you want to give me an investigation on these to discern that? Sure. Oh, that's not too good at all. 14. You're not sure about the one on the walls? But the one in the middle on the floor is definitely very similar to the one that you all just walked past already that caused spears to come out of the walls. Let's tell the group, like, definitely don't step on the one on the floor. The one on the walls we may need to use later. Or they may hurt us. So let's just not interact with them until we know for sure. Keep going. Be careful. Don't touch anything. Hmm. And we keep going. Yeah. I will be very careful. There will be no bull in this china. As you all sort of make your way past uh, that pressure plate on the floor, you can hear clamors down the hall ahead of you. Something is coming your way. From which direction? In front of you. Okay, sorry. Uh, I ready my um, I ready my shield. Actually, I put my uh, glaive back on my back and I ready my shield. And all right, this wall is this hall is wide enough for you guys to stand two across. Mm. And if Chesapeake's up front, then it's just Chesapeake. But Nellis, you got a spear, so that's essentially two up there if you guys want to go ahead. And then you got some range. He has a trident. That's not a spear. I mean, uh, I have my lance as well. Also, okay. then I can hide behind them. <laughs> well, as the drift globe light begins to show, there seems to be about a dozen skeletons beginning to walk into the light. And as they raise their rusted weapons to charge you all, that's where we're going to end it tonight. But bring it on. <laughs> what a time to only have piercing base. It's like a wet dream for now. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a plan for this. All the necromancy. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, lead into this How Marvus uh, dungeon. I think this is actually our first official dungeon in the campaign. It is. I think so. So welcome to it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next week. I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our Barbarian. Hey guys, it's Pokey. See you next week. Our Fighter. Hey everyone, this has been Nick Asnalos. Thanks for listening. Our Warlock. Hey, it's your boy Cody playing Necro. See you next week. Our Rogue. Hey guys, see you next week. It's Elise. And our Druid. Hi, this was Crack. Bye. Bye.